the Ovix Podcast, with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome to the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later, who is setting up his screen right now, and there he is. Yeah. <laughs> you made it, brother. What up? Dude, I literally ran up the like, my, as you can see, I'm not even set up. Whew. <laughs> I was like, I get, I'm like, I guess day. I'll roll solo till he uh, shows up. I got the text message, and um, I'm like, all right, yeah. So you what, couldn't wait thirty seconds. I sent you the running emoji. I was running. Well, I I didn't know if you were like running, like far side <sighs> running, or if you were like in the car. Like, I, I, I there was a lot to be there was a lot to question there. So that's fair, but. I was just like, I'll get it started. There is so that's much, fair. Oh Jesus, there is so much to cover here in episode one hundred and seventy-two. Oh, like yeah. so much stuff, and we have uh, Bam Tech on with us, um, the individual that was able to grind out ten Spark in uh, in about eleven months. So it will definitely be awesome to talk to Bam, pick his pick pick his mind about how he treasure hunts and all the things that he likes to do. And if he has any tips or tricks for us, um, overall there was like, Upland went crazy this week with, with news, you know, you had the Sal Powell release that went today. They sold out of that. We'll talk about that. Um, they had, Oh, did you buy, did you get into that? No. And no, I didn't. Um, you know, they got Genesis week to talk <laughs> about. They have another car sale to talk about. You have structure ornament meta ventures opening up. You have um, the UpX rewards finally for the people looking for the NFLPA collection. So, I mean, so much to cover in such a short period of time. Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. We're going over an hour today easily. So go ahead, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and uh, let's have some fun in this show. Oh, yeah. Get, get comfortable, fam. Yeah. Then, uh, well, assuming I can get my... My computer. Can you? Um, God. <laughs> can, um, the Xenon, the hundred. I, I know. I, I look great as my, my avatar. Yeah. Um, so how much longer do people have to collect the hundred Xenon in um, UpX world? Not uh, maybe 10 days. Okay. I know you finally, you guys need to post it on, I haven't seen you post it on Discord. You mentioned that you got it, but oh, okay. I haven't seen it. All right. I'll, you need I'll, to post it on Discord. I'll get it Or unless you were, were you uh, saving it for the show? No, no, because my time is absolutely horrible because I almost threw up like 87 times because I'm old. And once you got into the Ninja <laughs> Village, it was, it was just bad. Oh. Like, woo. Oh yeah, the Ninja Village is intense for sure. Like it, it was bad. I'm like, okay. System interrupt. I've never. You never what? Yeah. I just like checked my system resources. The things are running slowly, and like a hundred percent of my CPU is just using used by something that's like system error, like system interrupts. Like, wait, what? 
That can't be good. I don't know what that is, but that seems bad. Ooh, I like that. Galactics uh, went in with 13K. Upex came out with 67K 45 minutes before opening. Sold three properties, and five minutes later, back to the airport. All right, Shaq, I don't feel as bad. I thought my 41 minutes was bad, so but it was bad. I told my wife afterwards, I'm like, I've never felt so nauseated from playing a game before in my life. <laughs> Well, you're you're really giving our game a great review. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it, there, buddy. I'm not the only one that's you're really got... really selling this game. I'm not the only one that's. Uh... It's just old. Okay, okay. I'll put a disclaimer. If you're an old white guy, warning: you might get nauseous. Yes. So far, only old white guys have complained, aka you and Dizzy. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Yep. So, either way. Oh, wait, is the BAM that's on BAM Tech? Yes. You don't pay attention. Jesus. Oh, I like BAM Tech. Hey, BAM Tech. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. I was thinking of D Tech. I like okay. BAM Tech too, I suppose. Are, are you sure? No, I don't actually know who BAM Tech is. Who's BAM Tech? BAM Tech is the guy that grinded out the spark, just treasure hunting. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. I don't know why. In my head, I was thinking D-Tech for a second. What? I literally ran up like (laughs) four flights of stairs to try and get here on time. And now my computer is just being dumb. So I'm a little bit like scatterbrained. Uh, Okay. All right. I'll I'll let you put yourself together. I'll go ahead and get our uh, market update going. All right, our market update for February 23rd, 2023. Um, and he just left me completely. All right, our uh, top 10 city floors in Upland. Uh, Manhattan dropped down below the 90,000 UPEX. Rutherford came down. Kind of a down week this week. Nothing too drastic, but, you know, some significant barriers. Rutherford came under 50,000. Manhattan came under 90,000 on the UPEX floor. Um, Nice. Yeah. Other than that, nothing jumps off the screen. Either Vegas and Dallas, though, jumped 20 20 and 28% respectively on the U.S. dollar floor. Crazy that Dallas and Arlington are... Over $7 on their U.S. dollar floor. Why everybody else is usually just hanging out right around the, the $5, $4 mark. I mean, good for them, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love to see it. Hey, there we go. I think I got I think I fixed it. Good. All right. Jeez. All right. We, let's start up from the top. Let's do the intro music. Let's just redo it, eh? Redo it? Nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Uh, The 30-day change, um, still pretty stable. Nothing to get too excited about over the 30 days. Nope. Looks good. Yep. Oh, Ninja's in the house. What up, Ninja's? All right. Going back three months, looking back there. Still looking pretty positive. Manhattan's still up uh, 23.6%. Arlington's up 19%. San Fran's up almost 15%. Las Vegas, 
17% on the UPEX floor. Uh, the U.S. dollar floor, I'd call it a mixed bag over three months and nothing, nothing to get too upset about. No, I mean, I really like seeing the UPEX in green because that means, you know, people are doing trades inside. Uh, I do think I'll, I'll be curious if the changes in the treasure hunting specifically, not just affecting Rutherford and Santa Clara, who I think have been largely propped up by um, uh, treasure map builders, but also just, I think, the UPEX exchange rate and the amount of, uh, like, UPEX that's being generated because of things like treasure hunting. Uh, I'll be curious if that being, you know, tweaked is going to impact the overall market. Everything will drop for the near future, I believe, do the show. Oh, hey, look at that. Swarley and I are on the same page. I think so, Swarley. I think you're right. I think we'll see a small dip here, especially in the UPEX. Yeah. Love my ninjas. That's what I'm talking about. Love for the ninjas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that later for sure. Faux show. Going back six months, going all the way back to August 25th of 2022. Uh, Las Vegas is up. Their their secondary floor is up 35%, and Santa Clara is up 33%. Um, but now you have mentioned this before, and I think it's definitely worth repeating now that Genesis Week has confirmed that it's in Vegas. I do think that there is a... I think relatively small chance, but not a 0% chance that they expand Vegas um, in relationship to uh, Genesis Week if they don't, and it might be in addition to launching a new city. I'd be surprised if they didn't launch a new city and do uh, an expansion of Vegas potentially. Now, that that would be pretty interesting right there. I was fully Expecting an expansion of Vegas during Genesis week, but that would be pretty awesome. Maybe, you know, first day you do an expansion of Vegas, second day you do a a new city release. Well, because have, they, have they ever done a simultaneous, like, I know that they did, like, Santa Clara and Alameda maybe at the same time. It was Berkeley like, and uh, Alameda. Berkeley. Oh, and Alameda. yeah, but they were essentially, they were just and, like... And they rolled into Santa Clara. Yeah, so... I think it would be a cool thing if it was like the first time ever there was like an expansion of Vegas plus a new city at the same time, you know, because as the saying goes, you know, what would you do if you had a million UPEX? Two cities two at one cities, time. Two cities at one time. <laughs> I mean, you know it. we've been saying that since the, uh, since the origins of the podcast, that, that was even the title of one of the episodes. So I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, hey, hey, speaking of my boy Bam Tech. Oh, damn it. Bam Tech's the other guy. Hey, that's on the show. Bam Tech's on the show. Yes, he is. He's commenting why he's. You know what? I heard I heard that Bam Tech grinded out 10 spark just from treasure hunting. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, see, I'm aren't you glad that I'm here to give you the information about the guests that you book? I, I am absolutely glad you're here to tell me about the guests that I book. I did. <laughs> the news to BamTech. BamTech didn't even know. BamTech, I checked your stats. I don't know if you're aware, but you actually ground, got 10 spark just from treasure hunting. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I thought you should know that. So good job. 
Thank you. There we go. Squirrel. Absolutely. Squirrel. Thank you. An electric squirrel. Let's go. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. Let's go. All right. Shaq's going to be, dude, Vegas is about to be so freaking insane this year. Yeah, we, we got a part for that. We can get to that. Let's save it. Well, I mean, this is boring. I want to get to the Vegas stuff. Uh, well, Look, all these cities are depressed. Great. Yeah. Except for San Fran. Shout out. Get it. Over 200%. Let's go. There you go. That is the uh, lowest markup percentage in the top 10 cities. All right. Nice. Looking at the city floor. So these are the cheapest properties with uh, with their markup percentage. Um, the interesting thing there is look at Kansas City's floor. Over 1,304% there. I, I, I was actually shocked seeing that with Kansas City. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if that's an anomaly, though. Like, I believe so. We'll look next week. Yeah, well, and I know, so uh, on, on the data mines in UpEx world, uh, I have to see if it's set up, but we were looking to do um, snapshots of that data. Um, I've grindered... Uh, 13.5 dude I mean I don't know what dating apps you're using to get spark but that's impressive I've not been able to get any spark out of grinder you're on so good on you Sparley. no I was a joke <laughs> joke just just checking all right but yeah definitely Swarley. well if you want to come on the show we'll definitely have you a guest love having the people that grind it out and figure it out See, look so. There's no one cheering for numbers. Do you see this? No one's in here cheering for numbers. Right. I get it. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. Just it. saying. All right. We're moving. We got stuff to get through before we get to Vegas because I knew it would take up a lot of time. Anyway, bottom five city floors in Upland. Stop going back to Shaq's comment about Vegas. I didn't, I I didn't do that one. That was dizzy. <laughs> that was that dizzy. <laughs> Oh, hey, here, here you go. He said, he said of course, 1111 likes numbers. Get out of here, 1111, you number nerd. Yeah. Go right. number. Oh, hey, look at that. I like it. All right, fine. Now we got we got some numbers, people. Is great. Um, oh, we're not I'm not going to explain that here. We're not I'm not that explaining <laughs> that to the ninjas. I'm not. Don't Google it either. Just no. Just let it go. Let it go. So move on to the next thing. Anyway, bottom five city floors, Detroit, Rio, Buenos, Chicago, and Fresno. Everything's down just slightly. Nothing to get too upset about, except for Buenos Aires. U.S. dollar market is up uh, 26% this week. Um, Detroit huh. and Rio still continue to hang out at the bare minimum floor, $3. Chicago and Fresno, meh. But everything's under $4. Meh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Going back six months, though, Detroit's UPEX floor is up almost 30%. Got to like that. I like it. Go Detroit. D-Town. All right. And then the U.S. dollar lowest market percentage, Porto, comes in at 51%. Everybody else is 50% or less. Los Angeles is 43%. Do we see a property dip below 40% U.S. dollar from original mint? Have we ever? Uh, No. And you know what? I I would be 
Twitch is two seconds faster than YouTube. I have no idea how you would, unless you have both open, which is kudos because we could use the extra views. In fact, everybody go open up a Twitch tab and a YouTube tab. Let's go. <laughs> Double viewership. Let's get it. Um, I, I wonder if there's almost like bots that, uh, that are monitoring like a sub 40%. Seems like a pretty easy, like. I, I, I honestly believe that. Um, because you had, uh, every time a new city's released, all of a sudden all the deals come out on the floor and I was surprised. We'll we'll touch on this uh, on the release. I was surprised of how few deals were out there compared to in the past. Um, but if you look at the original mint price and then the last listing price and then what they were selling it for, there's definitely bots sniping it. Which, I mean, is kind of interesting. I would be curious, like, well, I don't know that it would be worth it because it's such a low percentage. But, you know, I'd be curious if you put up, like, a, let's say a 200000 UPEX property that you bought for $95 or whatever it would be. Like, would it sell? Hmm. I mean, I'm trying to find yeah. something. Um, it, it was absolutely insane what what happened. I don't know. I can't remember why why I saved it last. Um, but a established 2019 sold for forty one thousand upex yesterday. Oh my gosh. There has been some weird, um, the 2019 stuff. I was looking at that because yeah, they, there was one that had, I think it even had, uh, an apartment on it or something. It was nuts. It was a great deal in San Francisco. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't, I really couldn't believe it. I saw it, tried to buy it, and it it was gone already. But it was like forty one thousand seven hundred twenty seven upex, and that was with the with the five percent fee that you'd had to pay, uh, and that was a steal. Yo, Shaq and Dizzy, you guys can't flirt backstage. It's distracting to me. There, there's a private chat you guys can go to. <laughs> Yeah, you need to take that to DMs. I can't get you. I'm already squirrely enough. Y'all are killing me down there. Yeah. All right. Looking at the sold outs, <laughs> uh, Kansas City actually bumped up 1%. Everybody else kind of chilled out for the week. <laughs> oh, we need squirrel NFTs. We need it. We need right. some squirrel NFTs. We'll talk offline. I, I, have, I, have I need some squirrel emotes. Oh, Cheese! Cheese! I need a pixel squirrel. Hey, I need a squirrel. I need a pixel squirrel for my for an emote. And that's a great thing right now, as you mention it. You know, as we're trying to get up to a thousand subscribers, make sure you are liking and subscribing to the channel and telling your friends to come check us out every Thursday night or catch our replays of the show. We would really appreciate that. It's called meta squirreling. Get with the lingo. Buddy. So looking at the unminted properties. Oh, are you still talking about the game? I am still talking about the game. I'm trying <laughs> Holy crap. to 
Redirect. And, and look at here is your suggestion. We implemented it. Shout out to just Justin um, hooking us up with the percentages of what the sales was of the available properties for the week. So you, you wanted to know here it is. You ask and we make it happen. Yeah. Two episode. <laughs> there is going to be a sandwich game. There is going to be a sandwich game. It's going to be the more cheese sandwich game. We already have it. And she made a beautiful sandwich. However, I think it's going to be incorporated into the 1111 uh, Epic Five. No, wait. It can't be. Wait. More cheese already has her array piece. How is she going to do another array piece? If if she has another array piece, it's going to be that sandwich. But that we have a whole other sandwich game planned for more cheese. All right. Anyway, look at the anyway. properties. Uh, Porto was the highest seller at 6%. Everybody else was... You know, pretty low. Dallas was at 2.54%. So, uh, and, and that's kind of expected oh. this week with everybody saving up for the Sao Paulo release. Man, that's the first time San Francisco, or San, that's the first time Los Angeles has been under 1,000 mint. For a while. Yeah. They, they've had a couple, but yeah. There, there's going to be so much in. Oh, we got to get her about, there's a Rubens. Has anyone mentioned Vegas? <laughs> You know, as soon as Vegas comes up, we're going to be like, dude, what happened? Uh, we need to talk about these numbers. <laughs> right. All right. So still minting cities. Here we go. Um, oh, oh, yeah. This is, is this uh transactions? Yep. Everything's down from last week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Except for the secondary market there. Chicago, I want to know what's going on in Chicago. You know, they were, they were positive on overall transactions hmm. and then the secondary market where people were just um, going ahead and buying the properties that were available. But Rio Porto, Las Vegas and Nashville also had an upward tick there too. So good for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's surprising with an announcement of a new city. They had uh, the car sales they had uh, with everything that's been going on. I'm not putting up. I'm like my my hands are here. Like <laughs> when well, I just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, with the Porto sale, you were saying that it or not the Porto, but the Sao Paulo sale. Man, what is Rutherford? Well, again, though, no, that's not hard. They had a surge, though. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been some discounts. You know, they dropped under fifty thousand. Oh, uh, is that what happened? Because I was going to say, it, maybe that's what it was. You know, people were buying up and or, or undercutting the floor. Um, yeah. Another show off the rails. Has there been a show on the rails, JT? You've been coming here long. What the heck was that graphic? That's new. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas squirrel. Oh, I need a Vegas squirrel. Cheese. I need a Vegas squirrel. Now. Maybe one that's, I want him just like holding his nuts. No, sorry. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, before we get into sure. bringing Bam, um, I just wanted to talk about your background now. You have Portage Park, Alamo Square. Oh. You know, you got a lot of nodes up behind you. You got the X-Net going on. Boom! 
XNet. If you don't know, this is a brand new node network. We launched Monday. Six founding nodes. You know these nodes. These are some of the biggest, most influential nodes in all of Upland. Portage Park, absolute reigning champion of all things uh, decor. Creedmoor, reigning champions of all things Halloween, and gave Portage Park a run for its money during the 2022 Halloween decorating contest, uh, even though they were a relatively new uh, node. Alamo Square, literally the first community to ever come together to buy out a neighborhood back in April of 2020. The OG community neighborhood. Hyde Park Ninjas, if you haven't heard about this, you're living under a rock. Hyde Park LA is absolutely fire. They have an amazing Layer 2 martial arts game coming. Speaking of, I don't know if you've heard uh, of this little town called Vegas, uh, but Viva Las Upland, baby, the poker hand node, who's doing X carts. We showed a demo of that, looking hot. And then this little guy here, you probably don't recognize the, the Kansas City Castle, a.k.a. Citadel. However, it is home Uh, It's the corporate headquarters of UMC, which is the parent company of UCC, among other uh, large brands. And that's the Upland Construction Company. Uh, They also, that team is also the ones that run URL. uh, And it is a powerhouse. Uh, We also launched, oh, dang it. I don't have their their graphic up here. Hold on. Let me see if I can. uh, Here, I'll just do this. We also launched um, on Wednesday our first member node, boom, Lake Balboa, um, which is freaking awesome, run by NFT Architect. Um, And so that is obviously home to Bones Balboa. I didn't want to run a node. It's just been sitting there, but NFT Architect decided to run with it. So he's got uh, a scythe that's being built. He's got a snake train being built. The art and everything for it, it's absolutely insane. And then we have uh, a laundry list of other very well-known nodes um, that we're going through the vetting process that are looking to join XNet, which is entirely focused on, A, building up a larger network of these communities, and then, B, uh, building that into a strong layer two with interconnected experiences uh, through UpX World. So, yeah, and that logo looks cool. If you haven't seen NFT's architect, NFT Architects art uh, in 1111 NFT Gallery, it's tight. Nice. Yeah. So one quick question before we get moving on to bringing Bam, uh, Bam Tech on is, what makes XNet different some, from some of your other ventures that you've, initiated and launched and just making sure you don't lose interest. Well, XNet is, is a node network. So I've never been a part, I've never, Hey, I've never run a node and I won't ever run a node. And so this is more of a community network. Um, it's, it's very similar to existing um, networks in the sense of we are taking multiple communities and bringing them together. Uh, so it's, it's, almost supplementary to what we have because a lot of these are already involved in UpX world. So this was just more formalizing the network, giving other nodes an opportunity to come into and connect with these larger communities and help share resources um, and build a big vision as 
an overall community for how we want to build towards layer two. So it's it's kind of like uh, the neighborhood community aspect of Upex World. Uh, it's going to be the foundation for uh, our neighborhood guild system, our NGS that we're working on. Uh, so obviously all of these neighborhoods and nodes, kind of like Skynet, I mean, sure, in the, uh, I guess it might take over the digital world, yes. Oh, yeah, oh, NFTs are, well, shh, don't say that because I want to win that one. It's super cool. <laughs> it's, like a, it's this it's this amazing rib cage with, like, half mechanical, but it's, like, arc, it's like building architecture, and there's, like, it looks like blood, but if you look at it, it's actually, like, trees and people. It's unbelievable. It's It's super cool. Um, actually, there's a lot of great art in uh, 1111 uh, NFT gallery, so you got to go check it out. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. All right. No, I just wanted to make that plug because that's a super cool background you got going on. I know. I had to throw it. I was like, oh, you know what? I got to throw up my boys XNet uh, and represent all these amazing communities who are coming together. Again, a lot of these have operated independently and in their own rights are all fantastic communities. XNet doesn't change any of that. Uh, we're not trying to control or dictate or mandate anything to these nodes. It's literally bringing them together. So for instance, if we wanted to pool resources together to do a very large contest, so say, I, and I'm making this up, this is not happening, uh, say a 10 million UPEX giveaway or something insane, you know, no one node would really be able to do that. But if we sourced it from multiple areas and then had the contest much like a syndicated radio, like where you'd have like the, the overall and then every radio station can participate in a much larger contest. Um, so like things like that, uh, I think is going to be really exciting for all of these communities. Oh, absolutely. So, Hey, Morty's, you did a great job on your piece too. Morty's has stuff up there. Yep. Morty's has a piece. Definitely go check it out. Go now, for what a lot of people came here to see is Bam Tech, the individual that has been grinding the treasure hunting trail for a while to acquire um, Spark. And it's just not about the Epic, it's all about Spark. So, without further ado, we bring on Bam Tech. Oh, what's up, guys? How you doing? What up, Bam? Hey, listen, first, thanks for having me on. And I have to say, I'm a fan of the show for sure, but... TML, when I when you when I first saw that you announced XNet, I said to myself, God damn, why didn't I think of that? It's such <laughs> a great it's a great idea. And I Thank wish you all the best with it. I think it's I think it's gonna be really successful. It's, it's something that was definitely needed. So it's appreciate good it. Good luck with that, man. What awesome. node are you a part of? Are you a part of any nodes? I'm a part of three, actually. I'm a part part of Century Citizen, Century City, and yeah. um Beverly Wood. And also sunrise and in Vegas, in Vegas, Ooh. in Vegas. Well, if if you if you are a leader or know the leaders of any of those, and they are interested in joining what is sure to be an absolute powerhouse node network, um, and especially if they they really they have to have some sort of layer two presence or plan to have every single node is going to have some sort of layer two. So if, if that's their plan, have them get in contact with me. Um, yeah, for sure, we'll do it for sure. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Bam has grinded out. Grind, like, and I'm not like I'm not like the only one. There's lots of people like me, but Oh, 
There is. I, I just yeah. I just saw your post on Facebook and yeah. thought it was pretty impressive because that, that was something I always wanted to do was have the ability to grind out treasure hunting and hit like, you know, an extra 10 spark just through treasure hunting. And you did <laughs> it in 11 months. Like, yeah, here, here's some crazy stuff right here. Um, he sent me his little stats that he that he keeps. And I was I was amazed when I saw the numbers. Now, by the way, this isn't a brag. This was just to show people that what's possible. And this is, you know, takes a lot of time. But you talk about a lot. You hear a lot of people say, hey, you know, you can't really be profitable treasure hunting. Treasure hunting's too hard. I thought the same thing when I started. Wow. But over time, this is this is approximately 8,000 chests. And that includes, uh, you know, competitives, but mostly standards, right? I think I have like 350 competitive chests, but it's, it's, it can be done provided you have a, you know, decent map and time to do it. You know? Where do you hunt? So where are these stats from? Uh, this is 100% in the Bronx. Okay. The Bronx. So for the most part, I had 20 properties up until about a week, a week and a half ago, just before they announced the, the fee hikes, I bought, <laughs> I added like six properties in the Bronx. <laughs> I was planning on, oh, let me go from 30 a day to 40 a day. And of course, you know, that's like the, the worst part of, that's the worst part of uh, the fee hike. But yeah, so with 26 properties, I average, right now I'm averaging like 38 hunts a day. Okay. 38 hunts a day. And so yeah. how have the, uh, the, the changes uh, impacted? Or do you like? You know, I've been thinking about that. And a lot of people have different opinions about it. One strategy is to just stick to 30 hunts a day, you know, because you can, that's just what I, that's basically the 9.8 that I accumulated through hunting came from about 30 a day. So, you know, and then you keep your, your UPEX price now. But the thing is, you know, as as, uh, Too Stupid to Win said, it's about the spark, right? It's not about the UPEX. So I always said to myself when I was first learning how to do this, and worried about whether I would break even on Upix or make money on Upix. If I broke even on Upix and collected Spark, I was doing well, right? Because it's all about not having to buy Spark, right? So yeah. I still think that even with these changes, if you keep below 30 or below, you're definitely, you definitely should profit. I'm going to give it a shot at like 40 a day to see where we come out now right now in the first two days i'm at 27 percent on upix profitability which isn't great but we'll but see at the end profitable. of the week it's still profitable that's the key right it's there. still profitable right and the thing is i'm like i'm in a upix chest slump right now so like i haven't gotten like a really large upix chest in like two days what's I- a large upix chest for a standard treasure hunt or uh well like 4950 in, in the bronx is like you know, top is like sixty six hundred, but if you get like a forty nine fifty or a three thousand, that's a that's a nice in a tier two. That's a nice chest, right? Okay. So I haven't had one of those in like two or three days. That happens. You go through slumps. You even go through spark slumps. It's like any other variance gambling. You go through slumps, right? So, yeah. So you know, I'm going through an epic slump. If that changes, then it could quickly pop up to fifty percent, which is forty fifty percent, which is where I usually am. Okay. And what made you decide on the Bronx as a tier two city, knowing that there's greater rewards in a tier one? And that's a great question. So first, there's a 
couple of things that I looked at. One was I wanted a real symmetrical city that I could, because it's all about just knowing the distances. Like if you want to be successful in hunting, people ask me what to do. What's the, what's the most important thing? Two things. You have to be able, you really have to, if you're going to competitive hunt, you have to be able to identify the arrows very quickly. Second thing is you have to know your distances in your city. So like, to save sense. So if you're if you're in a, if you're in a city like uh, Rutherford, where you would start, not very symmetrical. It's easy to gauge, but I don't know if it was a larger scale like Queens. Queens is like really large, so it's very difficult to kind of like gauge distances. At least for me, I chose the Bronx because it's pretty symmetrical. You can see where the borders are pretty easily, and. I knew it was like 11, 12 kilometers north to south and like I think it's twelve kilom- almost 12 kilometers east to west. So I could build a map in there that was, you know, was strategically placed properties so that I could spot distances quickly. I looked at San Francisco too, but properties were too expensive there. I, I mean, I would have chose to, I would have loved to, to, to set up in San Fran, but it was just too expensive. You know, I bought the 20 properties in the Bronx for like 400 and I think like 420 K, something like that. So, you know, that wasn't a, that wasn't that tough, that tough of an investment. Right. So it just seemed like the best place to do, to go. That's so, interesting. Yeah, go on. Uh, I was going to say, um, June June has a, the- or has a practice where he goes to the same properties. If he goes to the northwest in the city, he hits the same property, northeast, same property, same with the southeast, southwest. He always goes to the same property, and then he knows the distance from those properties with what he's seeing on the arrows. Do you yep. take the similar approach to it? My approach is a little different. Um, I have actually have a video on it. If you go on my YouTube channel, I have a video on this i have a little series on like a seven part series on getting started with hunting and one of them is distance linked below yeah yeah so what i did first was the first property i bought in bronx was right smack in the middle of the city right the second one i bought i went on google earth i mapped out the bronx i figured out two where i figured out the distances and i found a property that the second property was two kilometers south of that first city Second and the third property was two kilometers north of that city, and I continued to build like a square of two kilometers, right? So this mm-hmm. way, when I zoomed out, I can instantly know the distance, right? Because I know everything's two kilometers. And then from there, I fill, you know, I filled in gaps from there, but I know where those, like the prime properties I've, I've uh, purchased in that city, so I can very quickly assess where I am and where I need to go. Nice. Now, are you a phone hunter or are you no, a desktop no, no. hunter? No, desktop. A phone, you can't. The other thing I, because the other thing I do is I, I have a 14.4 monitor. I know east to west of my monitor is like one kilometer. At If you hit the chess piece, right, which is the, the, the first zoom level, you hit that chess piece. Yeah. I'm one kilometer east to west of my monitor. I'm 600 meters from top to bottom. Jeez. I mapped, So basically what I took a screenshot of that and I went on Google Earth and I mapped it out and I figured out what the distance was. So you get, you know, it just gives you a quick, because distance is everything, especially in competitors. You have to know the distances, you know. 
That's how I'm a, I mean, I'm able to do competitives in under 30 seconds because I can, once I get in and I see a red, I know where, I pretty much know where the treasure is. That's it's, it's like, That's what's really important for people to understand because I see hate all day long of, oh, it's bots, it's bots, it's bots. I'm like, no, it's people that understand how to do this. Yeah. Like, if you, like, yeah. So. Here's, how, here's how I try to explain it to people. So treasure hunting is gambling, all right? But there's two pieces of it. The first piece is finding the treasure, and that's a skill like poker or like counting cards and blackjack. Finding the treasure is a skill. You know the distances. You know the, the indicators that you're getting. If you have a decent map, you should be able to get to red like within one send. In some, most cases, if you have a really good map, you can get to red with no sends. Because, what? Yeah, because oh, you're... Oh, oh, you mean send spent. Yeah, without any send okay. spent, okay. right. Oh, any, okay. Gotcha. Send fees. Sorry, I mean send fees. Gotcha, I mean. okay. Right, so you get the zero, you get the red with zero gotcha. spent. From there, if you know the distance of your monitor and you've mapped it out, two at the most should get you to the treasure. Now, here's the other thing that people, a lot of people don't realize the discovery of a block explorer in treasure hunting is oval. It's not circular, right? The north and south is has a wider discovery than the east and west side of the of the block explorer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that. So when you when you're you could be right on the edge of a red and not know it because you're clicking on the east or west side. So. Because you get what you get a wider swath if you go north and south. Oh, I and I didn't know that six months of hunting, I didn't know that either. And somebody told where I was in some some discord, somebody said, Oh, did you know that? I brought up some question because my block explorer wasn't picking up um, on the re- on the left side. And he said, Oh, this guy said, Oh, dude, you got it wrong, it's an oval. I'm like, Holy crap! And I did some tests, I'm like, Holy crap, you're right, it's an oval. I always thought it was a circle. I always thought it was a circle till you just it's told not. us. It's an, it's an oval. No, I would have assumed it was a circle. Yeah. No. So here's like, a, is it super oval, like, or is it just like a little oval, like egg oval? It's probably like an egg. That's that's pretty oval. Probably like an egg. Maybe a little more towards a circle, but it's. I mean, I haven't exactly. Some people know like the exact size. I haven't really. I know by fe- eight thousand hunts. I know by feel. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you don't have like a sticker on your monitor <laughs> that has the oval, like but the you outline. Have to move it. You have to move it every time. Well, I no, I, if it's in the center of your, if you center um, it, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think some people do things like that. There's overlays and things like that, but I don't do any of that stuff. So Adam well, has a question for you, Bam. Yeah. Is there any logic to the blue arrows that aren't always accurate? Are larger yes, property arrows yes. more accurate? Yes, here's here's the logic. So just because an arrow is pointing dead north doesn't mean the treasure is dead north. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it could be like... 10 degrees east east or west in other words if you're if the arrow is pointing oh. straight up and it's it's let's say you get let's say you get a 3 kilometer 1 to 3 kilometer arrow right and that the the further you are away the more of a range it could be you see what i'm saying so yeah. in other words it's like a it's like a it's like a triangle 
of where that from that from your point to where the the treasure would be draw a tri- almost like a small triangle maybe like a I don't know, know exactly like what it is. Inverse. It's like a funnel, right? Yeah, I always assumed it was like about 15% variance. Because there's only, is there six or four? Is it four or six directions? Like, because... Well, there's like four. There's, it, 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 it'll give you 45 degrees, okay? So, in other words, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get an arrow in 45-degree increments, but it doesn't show between, like... 45 and 90 the treasure may may be like so 75 right yeah yeah that makes sense so what happens is if you're if you're pointing 45 degrees that treasure could be you know a little bit higher or a little bit lower so the logic is the further you are away the more of a variance to where the treasure might be if you have like a a 50 kilometer one like a of the, the second the first red 500 meters i'm sorry 500 meters the first red yeah you're probably usually within about eight degrees but the closer you get when you get down to the 50 obviously it's like going to be right on right for where whether it's pointing so there but there is a variance to that yeah it makes sense because if you think about it so like it's eight so there's eight quadrants essentially, yeah. and it it would go out. Exactly. So the further you are from that center, right. the the wider that variance would be at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I just want to finish one point because I was yeah. talking about how it's a gambling. So there's two pieces oh, of it. Yeah. The finding the finding the um, using the arrows to find the treasure. That's a skill. What's contained in the treasure is a slot machine. It's complete. You have it's a complete guess. So, it's sort of like treasure hunting is a mixture of like poker and slot machines, right? Because <laughs> the poker side is the skill thing, right? Slot and the, the the actual containment of wherever the chest is. It could be two hundred and thirty upics, or it could be two spark, a point oh two spark, right? So it's it's this combination of of uh, you know it's it's it. It's a gamble, but you can minimize. You can use your. You can develop the skill to 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 basically, you know, crush the skill part of it, right? To give you the ability to pick up more chests to increase your probability of of, of gaining more uh, loot, if you will. But I mean, it makes a lot of sense, and it takes a long time to build the skill up. It just, it just and it, you know, people. I've had people I've I've helped learn how to hunt, and I just tell them the same thing. Go to. I usually choose Rutherford as the proving ground because it's pretty easy to map out, pretty easy to get your distances down. Doesn't cost a lot of money to hunt there. If you've got, you know, ten thousand upics, you can hunt there and not worry about losing, right? Yeah. And spend your time there until you can accurately get us get a a chest within like three cents, right? If you can get within three cents, then you're ready to move to like a tier two or a tier one. Interesting. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun, you know, and it's, and you know, what's nice about it is I've been able to pull together enough spark now where I can build stuff on my own. and I don't have to worry about other people, you know, staking on stuff that I want to build and, I didn't have to put out a dime for it, which is kind of cool too. Nice. So, how many hours a day do you spend treasure hunting? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, 
Well, that's a good question. I would probably, for 30 hunts, if I'm really cranking, I probably can get it done in like an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Okay. I do, I work from home, so I do it, you know, like I take a break from work and like do two or three hunts, take a break, do two or three hunts, that kind of thing. But 30 hunts, about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. So it's not a lot of time. You know, now if it's spark week, then I'll spend more time because you're, you know, you're trying to, you get a chest, you've got to wait three hours, you get a chest, you got to wait three hours. So it's sort of like more towards, you know, doing it during the day, you know. So with your about 30 hunts a day, the new spawn fees hasn't impacted you that much. I mean, I know you touched on it earlier. Yeah, not really. I mean, I I think if you, I think if you kept, I mean, in tier two, you get the max you're going to spend is 150 and that's only for like what? five cents, I think, or 10 or sorry, five hunts, I think, I think you could definitely be profitable if you're under 30. And I don't think, I think most people aren't going to spend more than an hour hunting. And in a yeah, tier two city, yeah, I mean, into tier two sit and I, you know, personally, I wouldn't, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I wouldn't waste my time hunting in anything less than a tier two or a tier one. Cause it, the, cause the return isn't enough for the time you're putting in. I mean, mm-hmm. as it is now, I calculated this out to like about eighteen dollars a day in profit for me doing this for three hundred. Now, that's I mean, Upland likes to think that's kind of like a part-time job. This is no part-time job, right? This is just like a fun thing to do. You're not making a lot for your time. Well, you know? but if you say it's an hour a day, that's eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, that's you know. Well, I mean, yes. it depends who you are. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's, I mean, it's like, true. For that's me, true. that you know, for for people that have you know maybe your foot, but like if you're in college, if you're that's doing true. like, hey, yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're if you you could grind out between fifteen and eighteen bucks in an hour, that ain't too bad. Yeah, that's not. I guess that's not too bad. I guess yeah. it's not too bad. And Franklin said everybody would much prefer point oh two spark than six k upx. Agreed, 100%. Well, that's like saying uh, I would prefer a $50 bill versus a $5 bill. Like, yeah. yeah exactly. Nope. Thanks. The Thanks is- for the great reporting there, Franklin. Yeah, we, we hunt for Spark, and Upix is the, is the bonus. That's basically what it is, you know. But it's getting, it's getting more and more competitive. I mean, I could tell you that, like I said, I can, I can do sub-30, competitives and when the last the, the last time the uh the competitors rolled around the bronx it was not easy man there's some great i don't know, you know listen there's some great hunters and i think there's some great hunters using some uh assistance let me just quote in quotes let me just call it assistance but uh, i mean i'm you know you're seeing many people that are in the 20 18 20 22 second marks you know to, to grab competitors which is what Tough kind of assistance? So I am curious because, like, or is it just like the uh, the overlays, or is there well, like? I don't more... think overlays are going to get you below in the in the twenties. I think so. This is going this is going by things that I've heard. I can't substantiate sure. any of this stuff. I'm just telling you what I've heard through the treasure hunting community uh-huh. that I've talked with. It is rumored there are people that are modifying uh, code, like the CSS, 
other stuff within the within the code, like on on the UI, to um, to uh, limit animations, to make things move faster, to mm. you know those oh, like, sort. Of... Yeah, so they're doing like DOM manipulation, like on the yeah. client side. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. A, I I haven't wrote, written software in about 25 years, so I, I don't know. You know, but I I know that there's some really well. I it's rumored that there's some very very uh, talented college kids that have done some pretty cool stuff with the UI to give them uh, animation advantages. So if you can quicken up the re, the information that you're getting from the UI, you can quicken up the time that you can find a chest. Gotcha. But it's not automated. So I do want to clarify, like, have you heard anybody who has like an auto bot that's just like that does the clicking for you and finds it for you? Or is it just like we've been able to strip down the UI so we are just way more efficient than anybody else? I I can't. I mean, I understand software, dude. I can't understand how anybody would be able to write a bot that could find a hunt, a, a treasure in a competitive hunt. Yeah, I just don't think I don't think that I don't think it's that automated. But I think that it is possible for people to to modify the UI because the UI is in Google, is, is in um, a Chrome, right? Oh yeah, or whatever. So I mean, you can modify the UI. So I think that kind of thing is happening. Plus, you know, you get like a forty ninety GPU that's you know. And a, and a super fast monitor, so you're, you know, like it's like typical gaming. You're speeding up the information that you're getting from the game, so that you can act faster. I mean, how to, how to? It's like in, in, in like COD and like Fortnite. Those people that run those super systems are always going to have an advantage, right? Do you feel like that's unfair? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like that qualifies as cheating or breaking no. TOS? No, I don't. I don't think it's well. If you're modifying the UI. I don't. I have. I haven't read the TS in detail. I'm not sure if that's against the TS, TOS or not. Oh, that's true. I don't know about. If you're cranking, if you have a cranking gaming PC, like with like state of the art, liquid cooled everything, that's not cheating. That's basically mm-hmm. you know giving yourself an advantage through hardware, which I don't think that's cheating at all. If you're modifying code, I think that that. That fringes the, the, the word of cheating. Gotcha. So, yeah, I would say things like Autobots, definitely. Um, if there was a way to just know where the treasure was, sure, that would definitely be cheating. But how could you, how could that, I don't, I can't understand how that's possible. I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is. I think you're right that there is probably just people that are so efficient that have, have stripped yeah. it out to where it is very, streamlined yeah i mean put it this way i can do it under 30 seconds and i have a 1080 ti with a reasonable cpu on my computer i don't have a kick-ass gaming computer i have a decent one i don't have modified ui i can get it within 30 seconds so if i can if my on my shitty system i can do that someone with a super system that has the ability to mod to modify the UI, they can definitely give themselves an advantage to get to 20, 22 cons- cons- consistently, right? Yeah. And the other thing, too, is a lot of it has to do with 
in the competitives, if there's so, if there's 25, 30 people in the city hunting, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had times when I was sitting in a spot where as soon as the, the exclusive spawned, my, the red thing went on and boom, I had it. It was like right there. That's complete luck. And I, ha, you know, someone, I remember I got one like in 14 seconds and someone like DM'd me and like, how could you do that? You know, you're cheating. <laughs> sometimes always, you just pop up on it. Yeah, so, sometimes. And, and yeah. by the way, that happens. If you've got 30, 40 people in a city, you're increasing the probability of that happening. Yeah. Right? So right. I never bought, I never, I never bought this complaint about bots and competitive hunts. I just don't think that's. Yeah, I think the closest thing I've seen is like somebody had one where like it would help narrow like if you your had vector. like a, a net of of like essentially uh, imagine like NPC explorers and then they all fed in like so immediately it fed in all of that data and then helped you triangulate where it was. Well, I mean, in the days of multi-accounting, maybe yeah. that could be possible. But that's you know I think up uplands put a kind of a stop to that you know yeah that was that was one that I kind of I had actually seen the code for that one um, so yeah. yeah that that I could see but in today's upland I don't think it's I don't think it's happening so no. a couple of questions our viewers have come up with and wanted to know um, now with you find a spark chest do you kind of take a break or do you push on that day oh no i keep going i'll keep going to at least 30 well now i'm going to like 40 but no you keep going because you know i i, I you're trying to maximize i go until i i'm done with sense and some usually i'll deplete to zero you know if i don't have anything to do other you know anything else in upland i'll deplete it to zero so no the answer isn't i keep going okay For and sure. then uh if you have, a, what are your opinions on the visitors that get into the competitive hunts and rank? Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to say. It's It seems sketch, right? Because um, they don't, you know, it seems like it could be a multi-account because, you know, they're visitors. They don't really have any experience. It's hard to say. I don't know. I, I I think that here's the way I look at it. I spent a lot of time, um, not a lot of time. I spent a reasonable amount of time being very concerned about what other people were doing and hunting. And I came to the conclusion that I have absolutely no freaking control over what other people are doing and hunting. So all I could do is control what I can do in hunting. So I just worked on building up my skills to the point where I could get competitors below 30 seconds and i try my luck and i get my share of them you know and if someone has if someone's going to hack they're going to hack if someone's going to cheat they're going to cheat i really can't control that but you know it's possible that's happening for sure and then another question is someone's mentioned that there's pixels where the treasure is hidden may have a different color for the people with the high-end graphic cards and all that. Have you come across that in your treasure hunting circles or, or any no. talk about that? I've, this is the first time I'm hearing that, but I tell you what, tomorrow when I hunt, I'll be looking for it. No, I, I, I'm I don't think that again. That I sounds like an old wise tale. I can't see. I can't. 8,000 chests, I've never noticed that, ever. Because here's the thing is, the chest is always in the same location on the pro- – right? I believe, 
And it's that might middle, have changed. It's right smack in the middle of the property. It's in the center spot of the property, right. yeah. Always right in the middle of the property. So it's always yeah. the same spot. Yeah, so I, it would I, be very obvious, I feel like. And I think that's something that Upland devs would pick up. You would think. Well, we're not going to comment on that. But I mean, I mean yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. But... We, we really appreciate the insight that you brought to us, and we really yeah. appreciate you coming on. I mean, it, it's been great talking to you. You got any more questions for Thank Me Later? Uh, yeah, I do. So okay. I was talking to another treasure hunter, and they said one of the things that they do is that they actually leave spark chests up uh, to give them an idea of, like, where they, they spawn to, like, I don't know. Is that a thing that people do? Is that something you've ever done where you don't collect the chest so that way it kind of like creates a like a heat map of 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 uh, treasures? I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I've seen people do that. I don't do that. I will tell you that in eight thousand hunts in the Bron- hunts in the Bronx, I have a reasonable idea of where things tend to spawn. Yeah. Um, but. I have to believe that the code is using uh, RNG, you know, a random number generator. So I think that the reason why they're spawning in certain areas is because it's just random and it's just variance and it just happens to be. Um, yeah. You can actually, I think it's, I think it's, I think, it, um, is it Upex land? Probably Upex world. That's what oh, you want sorry, to say dude. here? Oh, sorry, dude. One of them has like a heat map where you can see like the last two. Oh, no, we don't have that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude. I, I not yet. Yeah, yeah. But land, ha- land has this. They had, I'm not sure if they still have it, a heat map where you can see the last 200 chests. So I would say if you really are interested in that, just look at that. Instead of you know slowing down the UI and having all those chests all over the place. you know. Yeah, I, kn- I didn't understand. It seemed weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I oh. will tell you that, and I've talked to other folks about it, that certain cities, it seems like chests tend to spawn more in certain areas. Yeah, we saw it when it originated in San Francisco when, like, it's still stuck on my Google Maps. I don't know how to get rid of it. But, like, one of the original people that created the heat map from San Francisco Treasure Hunting, it's still stuck on my Google Map overlay sometimes. <laughs> Actually, that's funny. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. No. But that's awesome. I mean, over a year of hunting. Yeah. Well, and if anybody wants to get day. started, just t- check out my YouTube channel. I've got, like, this, like I said, seven... If somebody has a link to that, yeah, or actually, bam, bam, you're in, you're yeah, put it if you can link it. Send me the link. I'll put it in the description for for the episode, so they can definitely come check out your channel through our channel. Yeah, and the one you, I appreciate that, and the one that you really want to watch is the one on distances because that will change your life as a hunter. Well, make sure you give us that link then. Yeah, I will definitely. (laughs) So, and actually, I do have one final question because I want to I want to transition into a segment that I didn't tell too stupid that we were going to do, even though we're already at time. Um, when you're doing this, what, what are your feelings on send fees? So like, thank you for asking that. So you're welcome. Do hunters a favor, put, put your send fees down to like the minimum. No, no, no. Let me be very clear. (laughs) Do yourself a favor because I'm going to blow some effing minds here in a second. So do yourself a favor. 
So I, I wanted, like, that's what I was curious because I wanted to confirm with a treasure hunter, like you actively, like, especially for standard, I would imagine that you yeah. would hunt for. Yeah, low- I'll tell you, I tell you what you do is when you're about to go to it, when you know where you want to go, you will probe around three or four properties because you've got plenty of time and you will find the lowest send fees. And if someone has like a hundred up send fees, you mentally give them the finger and don't go on their property. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to show you. And Abdullah has every one of Abdullah's properties is 20 epics. Thank you, Abdullah. There you go. Yeah. Good. And I'm going to show you why being greedy is actually the worst gameplay that yeah. you can do. And I will. Here's I'm going to I'm going to collapse. I'm going to. What he said. That you, because- it's usually what. Yeah, that's what she said. Now we got yeah, what he said. I, I like it. Nice one, Shaq. Not the same. You're I'll, pushing it. I'll say I'll, this is what I'll say to that. I used to think, oh, let me say, especially when I had no when I had no net worth. Oh, let me put my send fees up so I could build up my net worth. No uh-huh. one came to my property. As soon as I lowered everything to the minimum, I started getting tons of people on the property. Lower your send fees to the minimum, and you will get more people. You're better to get five at twenty than none at a hundred. Yes. So in fact, well, since we have you on here, I guess I can just, I'm going to show this because I, I, I collect my, my stuff. Everyone's, Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to Vegas next week. (laughs) Um, I told you it's a two hour show. It's a two hour show, fam. Get comfortable. So check this out. So I have a property in San Francisco, one Borica, and it is boring. Here it is. It's right here. Nothing it's distinct. A, it's a corner property, which is always nice because sure. people are attracted to corner properties. I mean, but look, there's there's corner, how many corner, corner, corner properties corner. Yep, right yep. here. Like this is nothing big. However, and and I, and I'll say this: when you go here, you can only see the days. Look at this. I had eight cents today, and then it tops out because you can only it only shows ten. Right. However, on Upex World, uh, da 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 da. With uh, you can actually get the the entire send history, um, and so what I want to point out here. So like, and in fact, I actually found a bug in in it because it caps out. Like, I can't even like it. I have so many send fees that it actually caps this out. And so this is twenty five. It's the lowest. Here's some other ones in the neighborhood, and you can click around in other ones. Hey, here's our bo- buddy Dizzy. Let's see what his – so his is at 30, only five more. His last send was December 20 – Christmas. Somebody gave him a Christmas gift. Good job, Booster. Let, let me tell you why this is happening because there is there is an add-on that people are using. Yeah, the taco. Yeah, exactly. So here's here's what I want to show you, and, and this is, to me, a potential game changer in a value proposition. So – this is a 7,600 up square cost. It, it nets 92 UPEX in interest a month. I get on average, let's just say eight cents a day to it. Hell, let's just say five cents conservatively. That means I'm making hundred. I'm making its monthly revenue every day. So when you think about that, so if you times that by 365, that means that this 7,000 uh, UPEX property makes 45,000 UPEX a year, 
which means that it has a monthly revenue of 3,800 UPEX plus. Now, if you then do the little math to say, well, then what that means that this earns as much as a 300,000 up square property, which means that if I sold this, if I had a property, if I had this property for sale for 200,000 UPEX, I would actually be losing money, even though like, isn't that insane? Like people, I think that this is going to be, for me, it's a massive game changer. And once we start pulling this data on a much bigger level, finding areas that are way like have huge areas of overpriced buying one property in the middle of that and setting it to the lowest fee will garner you insane revenue. None of these neighbors like, and again, here, here's my neighbor right here. In fact, this one has, has an airplane on it. So now they actually, Oh, the last one, January 1st, like, look at this. Like, it's true. Like, or February, wait, yeah, February. Like, this is, like, what, like, and it's nothing. The only right. reason why, the only reason why anybody goes to a property, and this is in San Fran? This is, is in San Francisco. Is, is you hunting. The only reason why, even, if the you only have person, yeah. four visits ever. Yeah, so the only reason why you're ever going to get a send on your property is from a hunter, okay? And that hunter is always looking for the lowest send fee. <laughs> Team up paid eight visits. I did well. What about what about the history of that? Uh, the profits will drop. No, I don't. I don't know about with less treasure hunts being done. I don't. It doesn't sound like it's going to be that much less. But I don't think no. it's going to be. I disagree that it's going to be. It's going I to think be that I think it's designed because there was probably people that were grinding it for twenty hours a day, which would be very difficult to do unless you had a um, like a perpetual map which means that you're getting that you can get treasures with less than one send. Well there's so two guys there's two guys that are in the 380 390 range that I saw today a day. That's wow. Insane. Which to me is I, and it's, it's on uh, 5516 five, five, data had as this daily leaders chart. The top guy had 393 Hunts in a day. The other guy, the next guy, had 376 hunts in a day, and the third person had 117. So, those two guys are if you if you if you calculated out at two minutes a hunt, the 393 guy was hunting for 13 straight hours without a break a day. Jeez. So it's definitely assisted, right? Or like like multiple people helping out, probably. Do you know their do Do you know their name? Yes, I do. What's their What's their name? Uh, the first one is Expedia. Oh, really? They're. I feel like they've been around for forever. Yeah, they got they got a lot of spark. They've been hustling. They've been grinding. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how much spark they had. Eighty five. What can't read it? What is it? Yeah, eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, and that's how much is that. So this this is why they did that. By the way. So if you're if you're one of the people that are doing thirty or forty and you're griping, it's not targeted toward you. Your your game should be really minorly affected. You might get a slightly less profitable on your upex, but overall you're sparking everything. It's this is insane. But there's only two people that are doing that. The third guy is one seventeen today, which is reasonable. 
Okay. I mean, I, I think that the, the worry was that if that got, if more people started doing that, because there's been a lot of talk of how profitable that is. Um, and I think it, I, I don't know. I'm sure that there was multiple things that went into it. Um, and they probably just don't want people to be doing this. Congrats, though. Good job, Expedia. Yeah, let me make sure that. I'm pretty sure that's the dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Expedia is one of the top grinders, and he does over 300 a day. I've seen it from multiple yeah. people. Yeah, 393. Wow. Does he not have a uh, – did he sell or does not have a, a director's block explorer? I'm curious. Don't anyway. know. Oh, no. uh, oh, that's interesting. That's great info on uh, Upix World to have. I'm, I'm looking for. I'll check that you. out for sure. Yeah, and then is that, is is that in the current release now? Is it out now? Or yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Upix World. Go, uh, go check out. Well, in fact, so here, if no, you I go mean, to Upix World, that, fe- that particular feature, because I mean, I'm on Upix World already. But. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go see it, and then you can actually see as well um, what people are spending. I, I I'm nosy. Ooh, Expedia minus. What the hell is this? Micro houses, get it together. Large showroom. Wow, eighteen hundred Avenue of the Stars though. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Maybe all right. No. townhouses. So anyway. All right, Bam. Bam Tech, thank you so much. You've you, given guys. us a lot of insight into treasure hunting. Great information. Love it. Uh Swarley one twenty nine. We definitely want to get you on if you want to come on send me the dm but yes bam thank you so much um make sure you send me the link so we can post that in the description of the show today so they can check out your channel and uh really appreciate hang out backstage we do an after show if you have time because i know your wife thinks you're on a podcast about monopoly yeah she does (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) thanks guys i appreciate it It was a lot of fun i appreciate it thank you all right everybody Thanks, Bam, and uh, definitely check out his videos, and uh, we'll talk with him soon. All right, you done playing there? We got, like, another hour of a show to go. What? I was just looking to see if if there's any new movers in Chicago. Damn, I didn't know know Dizzy was so hard in Chicago. I guess I did. Anyway. All right. What's up? City Hall update. Were you excited about that? Oh, dang, I meant to go check this out. I saw it. Do they, and I, I know with the chat channels, they're a little bit better about it, but I do feel like there's still like pop-ups that like when I'm just trying to do something, I'm like closing everything out. And then like I saw this and then I forgot and my ADD squirrel brain is never going to remember to go back and do it. it. Like at first I was excited to see what they were going to roll out with it. Um, but then it was just kind of like, meh. So, so what, what was it? So you can still get your Black Explorers there, um, but you'll also be able to play, uh, apply for your meta adventures there. So for the Black Explorer shops, the outdoor decor, the ornaments, and all that stuff. Now, they're also doing facelifts because if you look in San Francisco right now, they actually moved the city hall across the street, and they're currently constructing the new city hall. Wait a second. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is that the new... <laughs> permanent place of it yes so so what they did there was when they created the first san francisco city hall that was prior to spark um so they were able to just kind of 
use code, yeah. move it across the street. Once the new one is completed, they will get rid of the old style one. Um, so they're showing and then it. and then move it to the right place. So the new one is in the right place. They move the fr- the original city hall across the street. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me go. To, I got to check because I own several properties around. And yeah, in fact, but, I, but that I was sold. that was a locked property across the street from San Francisco that everybody's been eyeing that that property across the street from San Francisco City Hall. It's been locked, so they just moved it across the street. Oh, okay, okay, I see now. Yeah, and they're building the new one. And cities like San Francisco, Chicago, New York, they'll have custom structures that look like their city hall. Other ones, they're going to have an artistic feel to it and kind of create as they choose. So it's a give or take. Interesting. But I I thought they were going to do a lot more with it. But right now, you know, still your custom block explorer, which I'm surprised is large as a game is now that they continue to do that. But this is where you'll do your MetaVentures applications moving forward. And more features that they'll announce later in the game. Yeah. Are they still collecting? So they had a thing for executives that you were, we were going to get uh, custom statues. You remember? Yes. Is that, is that still at the town hall or city hall? I don't is know. That still I they kind of forgot about that. I think. Yeah. So up extra rewards for the NFL PA collections. Finally, it's here. Everybody's been wondering about it, and it is here. Uh, February Holy 27th cow. is when it's going to go down. So you have to have your collections locked in by February 27th of 2023. And they're doing it for all three seasons, 2020, 2021, and 2022. And you can get a bonus for each team. So each one of these collections right here, you can fill out for each team in the NFL. So each each team for each year or yep. each each team for each year. So and how many teams are there? Thirty two teams. Yep. So has anybody done the math? I haven't. Um, but and the bigger collectors are people that are heavily invested in the game and they already have a huge upex return. So I, I have a feeling some of the bigger collectors are going to be upset with this is the reward uh from what sense just that they seem to have anticipated bigger things from the nflpa um and and they're just getting a bunch of upex that they already have so it's just more upex that they have to spend yeah but i mean we knew that it was going to be upex so what the heck people complain well, that's silly. I mean, I can uh, complaining that it's up. Like they were never going to give people USD for it, right? Um, times thirty-two times three seasons. So theory, I mean, in theory, you could get you know over seven million upex if you completed all of it for everything. Which again isn't um, isn't great. I don't like the one time. So it's it's like a snapshot. So on February twenty seventh, if you hold these collections, this is what you get. Yeah. Yep. Now that's and, weird. And the ball hogs hard. You have to have two balls from two game balls from the same team. Um, 
and then the fire. From the same year, too? Yes. Same year, same Ooh. team, two ball, two game balls. So, Oh, man. But, I mean, that's – I mean – 35,000 is is a nice little chunk fire. I don't even know. So you go to NFL PA Legits and then you go to collections. Uh-huh. So do you think that they'll do this like multiple because like here's here's my biggest gripe about any time any NFT system does a pre like specified snapshot for a single time payment or a single time reward is that it will the there there will be a value rise until it'll peak at February 27th and then immediately plummet right like because that's how all of these things work it's cyclical and i really i don't like it yeah oh I, my gosh how do i even figure out how to do this and the interesting thing is it, it just wasn't the essentials. You need a couple of essentials and you need some mementos. So it, oh. you, had, you had to be buying on Sundays. There's no peaking. It's been plummet. It's all plummeting. Oh. Yeah. A, a lot of people are just like happy about it. Interesting. That Well, that's unfortunate. So in your opinion, and, and, and Dizzy and really anybody – what do you think outside of them just giving passive? Cause I thought it was going to be passive income. I thought it was going to be like, you know, a hundred up X a month for yeah, as long as you held it. That's where they started. It was going to have a monthly earning and it never came about. Well, what if they do this snapshot every month? What if at the end, what if the last day of every month they get, they paid this out? So for what people paid for these, this is about equivalent to a cent fee. That's fair. So, so what NFLPA structure ordinance coming soon? What what does Upland need to do, or what does what needs to happen for the NFLPA legit to really regain some some value and uh, and. Open to the community to answer this or anybody, really. I mean, in my opinion, it was the the ability to have these players have interactions with us, them doing autographs, you know, based off of the mementos and having them come out. Some of the stuff that they promised early on, you know, you're, you're not seeing the autographed legits that they were talking about. Oh, yeah. And then the functionality, you know, the triple threat. I, I liked what they were trying to do with the triple threat, but... But, you know, they kept having issues. So, yeah. And you don't need crafting. Just like Dizzy said, you don't need crafting. You know, do some fantasy games with it. Be able to build teams, be able to build leagues. It would be fun. Gotcha. Complete this. Let's see. What is this authentic? Own three mementos. Oh, you have to. Jeez, old Pete's. Is there an easy way to figure out which things you have? Nope. You got to go. It's one by one painful process. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. This feels like an opportunity for a, um, like a, um, community created tool. Yeah. Wait, why the hell? Oh my gosh. I don't like any of this. We'll talk about that later. 
All right, moving on. We uh-huh. have the MV Motor car sales, vehicle sale. I don't know why they call it a car sale because they sell trucks and, and cargo vans and everything in between. I mean, car, it's it's a colloquialism. Gotcha. All right. So 554 vehicles were sold today, and it had a total value of oh, 60950000 OPEX. Yeah, there were supposed to be a burning for replicas. Yes. You were supposed to be able to combine the essentials, and then that would get you the replicas. So, yep. Dang it. Now I have to go through, because I have one ball. I need to, like, trade somebody a game ball. Because I have 35000 I mean, that's it's 35 bucks. 35 bucks is 35 bucks. That's more money than I made off of FIFA. There you go. But we're under the cars, man. Cars? Who said car? Who cares? The Brazilians took all the cars anyway. How's that happen? How do they have that direct connect? I, I don't know. I I think I don't know if it's just a volume, but I tell you what. I and in fact I was gonna sell, I was gonna offer oh, okay, I got another deal. Okay. So in fact, let's see here. See I have a red two E and a van. So hold on, let me um I think here, I'm going to take a, a snapshot. So I, I might have a deal if anybody wants it. Because like I said, I have these, it, it seems, and I don't know, I, is for as much as like I'm not really good at uh, international relations, I suppose, um, I, I love my Brazilian communities. Um, they always hook it up. Like They literally like ping me like, how many do you want? <laughs> like, we got you. And I'm like, I don't, like right now I'm not buying. So... Um, I don't need it, but if anybody wants, and I think this is a good deal. We had talked about it. This is a slightly different one. The first set already sold. So this is a, it's, um, and sorry, it's kind of hard to read. That's a mint 38 passenger van and a mint seven red two E, uh, for 300 USD. So you get both of them for 300 USD. So if anybody wants that, ping me. I got a connection. My guys in Brazil, they got so if you if there's something you need, <laughs> they, they got and they do pretty good deals. Like they're they as far as like I, I think that that's reasonable. I don't know what the market is on them, but like uh, the the 2E was a hundred thousand upx and the passenger van was like one fifty or one sixty. So the fact is like that's two hundred and fifty thousand upx. So it's only a small markup. I don't honestly know what the, the market is right now. So I apologize if you guys are like, that's a terrible markup. But I made over 600. You made over 600 UPEX from FIFA. You crushed it. So did you also see that Upland released a racing app? Uh, yeah, on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, I tried it because um, uh, I actually joined uh, Dan's one of Dan's twitches the other week um, and he was doing races and I tried to join on the app, but the, uh, the races were really weird. They were super delayed and weren't synced very well. So like if you weren't on the PC, like you weren't going to get in um, to the public 
one. And they have like all the old races and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah. So JT, you had a chance at three vehicles like in the queue that you were just selected wow. or just you have people proposition you for three vehicles. I, I'm curious there because it, it's just kind of frustrating because I'm always a day plus. I register every time, but it seems like a lot of people somehow, you know, just randomly get get that opportunity, which is cool, good for you, not hitting on that. But yet, it's frustrating for a lot of people. You know, you got people with multiple multiple vehicles that have just randomly been selected in the queue, while you still have a lot of players without vehicles. Yeah, wow. I don't. So it was in the man. You playing the lotto, JT? See that that is really I mean no no hate on JT con, no. you know congrats to JT well I mean it doesn't sound like you bought him which is a shame um but like I really don't like like I don't know why it's not more like the mementos where you get into a singular queue and I really think for the cars they need to make it at least for the the types like where it's like you're bidding on a 2E or you, you register for a 2E and then there's just one queue for all the 2Es because the fact that some people might get two of those when there's plenty of people that just want one, I think is ridiculous. Um, I really don't like that. Yeah. Never close. Yeah, I mean, to the terminals are even rarer, right? Because like, oh, yeah. like that's even harder. But Absolutely. I almost bought a car. Well, that was almost a story, Usinate. Thanks. <laughs> you know I love you, Usinate. Uh, yes. All right. Moving on. Oh. Oh, yeah. We should do a live race. There we go. I like it. Done. Well, Lucifer. Let's make it happen. So We're going to do, do a live race. And, in fact, I'll put – no. No, I'm not. Because then people are going to show up. I was going to, like, I don't want somebody showing up with a super fast car. Yeah. So, Beat me. Sao Paulo was released today, 25,000 properties, pretty much sold out. So, smooth, not a lot of complaints. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. I'm very curious uh, on I, the, the F1 implications there. Like, because that's not a that's not a, a car type that they've released. No, or even not. hinted at. So, I I don't know how I feel about that, in the sense of they haven't really even done anything with their own race cars, right? And so, if they then come out with like a Formula One style open wheel racing. Instead of or on top of before the Series 1s get proper racing, that will be upsetting to me. As somebody who has spent thousands, literally thousands of dollars buying Series 1 cars, it would be very frustrating to find out that if they launch an F1 thing with actual, like that will be, I'll be like, what in the F, Upland? But we'll see. I, I mean, it could be like the Hong Kong right. tra- teaser. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, and I, I try not to get too worked up because we also had that uh, the teaser with the wrestler that nothing ever has come of yet. Right. Um, also, we should go back and see when the first like 
football reference was. Like if they if they did any sneaky things on the football that maybe we missed early in the days. Yeah. And I mean, they released four neighborhoods today. Um, yeah. It was 40% FSA launch on allocation. So it, it was tough. It went quick. Some people made money, but smooth launch. Ooh. And I, I still think they're... I understand their intent of wanting to sell out and sell out quickly, but I still think they're, you know, underrunning the amount of properties available. Yeah, um, I think it's smart. I like it um, because, you know what, it does add a game layer. So that means every initial city launch is a mini game. It's, it's, it is a more important event because we've seen even in this chat – like people who, who know the game, much like treasure hunting, are able to make some some pretty quick upex um, in those quick markets. And so, to me, I do like that element of kind of it feels very like like other NFT projects, right? So, if you're familiar with other NFT projects, when they launch, it's like a forty eight hour. It's not even it's a twenty four hour dash. Like sell it out, flip it, go to the next thing. And so I do like that sense that you get. And then the fact that they slowly increase it to make sure that then demand, we don't get another Manhattan or a Rutherford happening. So yeah. right. Ooh, maybe F1 track neighbors will be released in vet. Don't put that video out here. No. <laughs> so structure ornament meta ventures coming soon to Upland. Yeah, I see you looking guilty, Shaq. I'm watching you. So, yeah. So you're able to either have the factory that creates the ornaments, or you can have a showroom that sells the ornaments, or you can have a combination of both. Currently, they're accepting applications right now. Um, here's what you need for a showroom requirement. You know, it, it's nothing that's too crazy. Uplander above, not an Alcatraz. You got to pay your venture dues. Um yeah, you got to submit stuff, but nothing really crazy there. And the the more important part is if you want to be the factory itself, you have to. And I thought it was kind of interesting that you need a minimum of three sparks. Is that too low or is that too high for people to apply? Too low, too low. That's where I was. Um, I think it should be 10. That's what I was thinking. And let us know what you guys think. You know, let us know in the comments what you think that the applicant must have to have the ornament factory, the structure ornament factory. And then the other thing that was interesting, which I do want to see how they enforce is it deals with the IP. It can't be any other IP. Yeah. I mean, they, they already have that kind of in place for like uh, the outdoor decor and stuff. Are you going to try to apply for one? No. I, I, I think I, I want, I think I might just try for the factory. I don't know that I, I, I don't want to do the showroom, honestly. I just, I want the factory though. And I have a, um, I built a medium factory in San Francisco. Um, and then, and then Jen's like, um, so you probably want to build a large factory. I was like, damn it. Yeah. I just finished my medium. But so now I have an extra medium factory and I would love to do, um, an ornament factory as well. And that's I'm, the key there too, is you have to have a medium or a large factory already completed when you submit. 
Yeah, and which is interesting. I mean, honestly, you can go to Upex World and just do a sort for you can do a oh, property yeah. search for a, a medium or large factory and get them for probably pennies on the dollar. Now, buyer beware on that though, because you don't know what footprint they have for the. Although, I guess this is a weird exception because it doesn't. You're not going to print them onto a property right that 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 was my curiosity because you know your outdoor decor you you go ahead and you manufacture it and it goes out into your yard and then you move it to your showroom and so on but these are ornaments for structures so there's not a lot of properties where you could fit a bunch of these different styles on so like i'm curious i'm curious to see what it looks like what if they make it like that it like comes in like crates and and so it's either if it's not on a property it's in like a crate or something yeah and they did say that as Shaq's saying right here is they said they have a different system in place for it but i'm just curious about the system yeah I, i i am and this is another reason i said don't go building a bunch of factories and showrooms yet we don't have enough information um and what but the people that did now, they might benefit off of it because people want to buy a medium or a large factory. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I, it's not enough. There's going to be, again, yeah. there's probably going to be 10 people that get in. I don't know. I'm going to apply. I'll see. I know a couple of other people that are applying. I'm also very curious. Like, I'm guessing that they won't be um, time-bound like other um decoration right because all of the existing every piece of uh ornament that is exists today is bound to uh a holiday window right uh, or a time frame window so i am curious because uh, like shout out um shout out to creedmore the halloween note um if all of a sudden like we're able to make halloween decorations that aren't halloween bound but also, how does that impact uh, decorating contests? I would assume that they're not going to have any value for decorating contests. And then that was my question there is, will Upland still create ornaments for the holidays for these contests? 1,000%. A bajillion percent that that's still happening. Because look at outdoor decor. Like, 1,000% that they still do their own thing. Now, the better question would be, are they still going to do community created outdoor decor like they have? Like, so like we just had for carnival right. where they could submit it. Are they still going to do those kind of events? And honestly, carnival might have been our last one that we saw do that. So that could be interesting um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I was wondering that that pretty much, would kill the contest like that because everybody else is going to start hitting up the manufacturers and working out deals that way of providing designs or, or or whatever, or these designers getting their own factories. Yeah. But again, I can't imagine that they're going to have any value in decorating contests. So it will be fascinating if the last player generated uh, decor like have already been produced that are going to be point generating for things like uh, the Halloween or uh, winter events um, because those do count towards your overall decoration style. 
there's a lot of questions here. This this raised way more questions than it answered. Uh, I think we'll all be just waiting um, to see what comes next. Yeah, and let us know your thoughts in our comments below too. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, Genesis week. What we've been waiting. And for. look at the time, and we're out of time. Wrap it up. Let's go. No one cares about Vegas. Uh, who doesn't? Come on now. Oh. I'm teasing. That's an interesting graphic. Yeah. Is that from Upland? Yeah, that's right from their article. Oh. So Genesis Week starts online June 5th in Las Vegas, live in person, June 8th. Did they sell out of the early bird already? Must I think I bought the first one. I want to get I want to get confirmation. I think I bought the first I ticket. thought Dizzy bought the first ticket because he got the- No Dizzy, I think Dizzy was waiting on it. Oh. Dizzy, did you buy do you did you buy a ticket before me? Don't don't wiggle your fingers at me. <laughs> um yeah, so Wait, do, for some reason, were you who is saying that they might not be able to make it? Oh, wait, wait. no, what? Shut up, you're gonna be there. <laughs> you're going there. If I have to drive to Cleveland from Texas, pick your bum ass up, and then drive you across country to Vegas, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you're getting to Vegas. I like it so. Either way, conference starts uh, June 8th and then June 9th. And, yeah, it's going to be the Sahara again. So it was a good time. Really enjoyed meeting everybody. And I'm looking forward. Now that they've announced it months ahead of time instead of a couple weeks ahead of time, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what they put together. Specific time. Uh Uh-huh. Two days ago, I got the Eventbrite email. Was it two days ago that I got it? Yeah, oh yeah, at least. Okay. Uh, Maybe it was two days ago. Maybe it was Tuesday that we all talked about it. I did it. I bought it before it was announced on the server, for sure. Oh, yeah. I bought it before it was announced on the server, too. I just had a bunch of stuff going on, and you guys were blowing the the text right up. That's true. Uh, Let's see here. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Yes, I'm also excited that I'm there for the whole gig. I'm just not flying in there for the morning, doing the show, and flying back out that evening. So, 2.21, and you said, uh, I got the email, 1.38 PT. Pacific time. So, So I bought my tickets at 2.38 Pacific time, which is what time in my time? 4.38 Nope, 3.38. No. Really? Yeah, 3.38 your time. No, no, no. I'm I'm central. Right. It's two hours. Right. So that would be 3.38 p.m. your time. No, I. she bought it at 2.38 p.m. Which would be 4.38 your time. 4.02. Oh, <laughs> 4.02. There you go. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, it's great to put faces to people's names and 
You don't own the Genesis ticket. You shut your mouth. I own. You you don't even know. This is riveting. Oh, I'm sorry. Should we be looking at doodles of poodles? Get out of here. <sighs> All right. So what else about Vegas you want to talk about that you just wanted to ruin the whole episode at the beginning? Oh, I just wanted to stop talking about um, numbers. I just wanted to stop talking about numbers. Look at the poodle doodles. I know. Um, so here's a couple things. If you ha- eating noodles, cheese, get on that. I want poodles Squirrels. doing doodles like, back, while back eating noodles. Back, f- focus. Back to the show. Why? The show is already 45 minutes over. Like, the people who were going to leave have and, left. And people are still watching. Why? Because we're awesome. Oh, well, that's concerning. Y'all need lives. Serious. That's probably not a good way to get, get uh, subscribers. Everyone's like, yeah, come back and watch. I'm like, go get a life. Stop watching this nonsense. <laughs> like, jeez, old Pete. Oh. <laughs> I'm addicted to podcasts. <laughs> um, so uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask us. Uh, I know several of us were there last year. Um one of the big questions I, uh, people ask, like, should you stay at the Sahara? Yes. Um, I, I honestly think so. You don't want to stay. First of all, Sahara is, like, off the strip. So if you stay, like, on the strip at, like, uh, Aria or one of the big, like, Caesars, anything like that, you're going to be, like, it's a little bit of a trek to get to the Sahara. So for the uh, events and stuff like that, it's really nice and this is just a general conference, Vegas conference um, kind of tip that I have. I always try and stay at the resort that the convention is at. Because then if in the middle of the day you need to go get something or you left something in your room or whatever, you just need to escape for a minute. Then, Or if you're like uh, like me, I don't <laughs> like if I need to go to the restroom, I'm not doing it in a Vegas bathroom, like a public bathroom. No chance. I'm going back to my room. Thank you. I need privacy. Um, and so having a, a room at the convention is always, like, I think is a good idea. I know some of you are like, I get comped rooms at things because I'm I'm dizzy. Um, but, you know, for the rest of us, for the rest of us, you know, uh, I think it's, oh, yeah, cheese can vouch. Because, like, cheese and her husband were hanging out with us at the hotel and like we were shooting craps till God awful morning, like in the morning. And then like, it was like, okay, I'm going to go hit this elevator and go to bed. And then they had to like hoof it across or get an Uber or something. So any chance you get, uh, I would, I would say stay at the Sahara. It's not a bad hotel, honestly. Um, Excuse me, ice cream. I think you mean gelato. How dare you, cheese? Anyway, so no, Vegas, Vegas Live is a, is a great time to network. You know, you meet a lot of people that you've might have talked to on Discord, and then people are just and just hearing everybody's background story, and then you meet a lot of people that we we see Upland staff in Discord. You see the interactions, but then you, I've met a lot of people that work for Upland that I had never even heard their names before that night. So that that was also pretty cool. Yeah. I'm curious if they're going to do like another hackathon or like last year they had several of the NFL team members there. Yes. 
it was cool to not to be in a room full of nerds that were mostly too scared to talk to them except for an inebriated TM and a wife beater who was like, I'm going to go talk to him. Jesus. Bro, chill. Uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Why do you got to ruin it? All right. So if you you have the opportunity to make it to Vegas – Definitely check it out. Um, the early birds. I, I'd like a confirmation. I believe oh, the seventy-five I'm... early bird ticket was it? Seven? Yeah, first seventy-five people for the early bird price. No way that that's still available. Let me check. I'm gonna go check right now. Um, what the hell else was I gonna say? Oh, I cannot guarantee this because um, I don't know. It feels like it's gonna be happening very quick. But I would love to potentially. We will definitely give away some free passes um, to Genesis Week as far as, like, um, like pay for your ticket, your, like, entry. Uh, Upex World's definitely going to do that. Um, I would have loved to, and if we can find a way to get the funding for it, maybe even give one lucky um, listener a trip to Vegas or, like, uh, you know, help fund towards that Vegas. Uh, let's see here. Get still available. I wish I would tell you how many are still left. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can only order three at a time or there's only three available, but I can only add three to my cart. So I don't know if that means there's only three of them available, which is interesting. Even from Australia, that's an expensive plane ticket. Well, no, so it would be, like most condos, it would be, like, up to a, a value. So, like, I don't know, if it was, like, $500 towards your flight or something. Um, and then you get to, and then you have to room with me. Like, that's, <laughs> like we're going we're gonna to do bunk beds. Bunk beds in Vegas, let's go. Um Win a room Ooh. with TML. I feel like there would be, I feel like there's liability there that I don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> um, but yeah, get your tickets. $85. Honestly, it's not the $15 savings you care about, by the, the way, NFT. on the early bird. It's the NFT. It's the exclusive NFT. One of 85. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, we'll do more video. I'll be there too, and we'll work stuff out. It'll be good. Oh, and there's definitely going to be so we have representation from, I believe, every single node, definitely every node that's here right now um, in the XNet. And so we're definitely going to have some UpX World, probably some XNet events. Um, some podcasts. Maybe we'll stuff. rent like a, a conference room and. Uh, do like a Q&A or do some – by then, uh, the Upex world will be on Steam. So maybe we'll have some um, some conference play stuff. There's a lot of uh, – I mean, we I say there's a lot of time, but there's not. There's like three months. Cabana by the pool, that's what I heard. That's what the rumor is. St. Lucie said he's already booked it. St. Lucie, who's from Vegas, needs lots of videos this year. Yeah, and one thing I learned last year, I tried to do a lot of live streaming last year, um, which I'll probably still try to do, but I think I might have to do more like just record it and then post it because the Wi-Fi was so spotty. But Zoe may be coming from Australia. 
Well, Simone is coming from Brazil. And I cannot be more excited about that. Simone is an amazing community member and one of the mods of the Upex World Discord. And she is super cool. And she has confirmed that she's going to be there. So you did a great job, Lectric. Oh, thanks. It was super fun. I did like walking around. It was funny because there's like two people watching, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, this guy's live streaming. Like there's like, it's to like three people right now. Like I'm not, I'm not one of these people. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. If you have the opportunity, you got enough notice now, June 8th, June 9th, come, come hang out in Vegas. It's going to be a fun time. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, All right. everybody. For- Swarly, hold on. Swarly, you're a complete rando on the internet. If you find a way to make it to Vegas, you can bunk with me. Done. There you go. Why don't you reach out to your community to fund this? Wait, who's who said I'll pay, pay for what? Did you just like post up like? No, she said like, I'll play. Oh, I'll play. Oh, I was like, hey. <laughs> um. There goes oh, Swarly. Look at me. I'll have a cabana at the pool on Thursday. All are welcome. Well, okay. Well, I guess we know where we're streaming the show from. Absolutely. Well, they'll probably, hopefully Upland does ask us to stream again. Oh, that, you, that was super awesome. That was cool. To be able to stream from the, the Upland, Upland team has an office in Vegas. Um, yeah. That was cool to stream from there. It was. We'll okay. probably do multiple streams. Oh, Absolutely. It's like when you wake up in the morning and there's two streams. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, you might want to see a doctor. Never happened? You know what I'm talking about. Don't don't play coy. Don't play. <laughs> don't try and make me seem like the weirdo. Mm-mm. Well, you got to stop doing the Prince Albert thing. But anyway, so thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Really appreciate Whatever. it. Whatever. She thanked me later. Let's Ooh. go. There you go. <laughs> Bam Tech, thanks for being on. Um, we'll have the links and all that. So everybody be safe. Have fun. We'll see you out in the metaverse and hopefully Vegas in June. Let's go. The August Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, you.